Well, look who decided to download another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. So today's show is uh, a recording from last Thursday night. We did a live broadcast from the Zulu Gallery in Medfield, Massachusetts. Listen me. In front of the Scuttlebuds, we had a blast, and I think I think everybody in attendance did too. So uh, we're going to get into that show, but before we, we start that, I just wanted to let you know we had a social media contest where whoever we would just randomly pick out of a hat, whoever posted it or reviewed it or, or just shared our show with other people, we entered them into a contest to win $50, a $50 gift certificate. And the winner of that contest is, drumroll, Flavia Benson. Congratulations, Flavia. You have five seconds to claim your prize. No, just kidding. We'll get that right out to you. And thanks for being a listener. Thanks for coming to the show. If you didn't get tickets and you were hoping to go, fear not. We will cater to that demand. All right. But first, let's go listen to this live show. Live in the moment. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebots, I'm in the studio with Liz. I know you were expecting the live show, but let's just have a little bit of an intro <laughs> slash explainer. Right. Level set. Let's level set. Level set is a yes. great word. It's also a bullshit bingo term. I, I, I love it. I use I it all the time. I've noticed. No, <laughs> Liz, we had a great show. I had fun doing that. We had a fabulous that. show. It yeah. was a blast. Yep. It was a blast. Now, um, growing pains uh, certainly come into play here. We are Learning not- experiences. Yes. yes. We learned that we need a tech person. Yes. Uh, the first 10 minutes, <laughs> we're recording just fine, but uh, when we were introduced, we come out and immediately I'm looking at this low power icon on the computer and I immediately, I'm supposed to be like, hey everybody, mm-hmm. Liz Daly. Nope. I was like troubleshooting in my head. Right. Why are we about to lose power on this plugged in computer? And which you had purposely left at the venue mm-hmm. for hours yeah. plugged in. Yeah. So you wouldn't have that issue. Ready to go. Just so yep. the, the house manager could just press yep. the button and get it going. Mm-hmm. Well, I never checked the socket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these big chunky Apple like, yes. plugs, like they're mm-hmm. needlessly oversized, yes. right? And they're heavy and it just kind of fell. Yep. Out of the thing. Didn't realize that. So, uh, Scuttlebuds, conveniently, that happened at about 13 minutes into the show. In the middle of our video. Mm-hmm. The world premiere. The world premiere of, our video. of Scuttlebutt Undercover. Mm-hmm. Liz and I went undercover. And um, that, was, that was a snafu. It was. But I feel like to a certain extent, worked in our favor mm-hmm. because we built up this anticipation around the video, right? Now people are dying to see how it ends. Yep. And, you know, we had that moment, like you said, live in the discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that the audience sort of embraced that. And it was a snafu. We didn't want it to happen. If we could turn back the clock, we would make sure it didn't. But yep. I feel like we... We capitalized on the opportunity. So and, yeah, and I said, Liz, we got to turn this lemon into lemonade. Yep, it was a cliffhanger. It was. It was. Stay tuned <laughs> because out now on social media, mm-hmm. 
we've got part two yep. of Scuttlebutt Undercover. So, um, yeah, so go to our YouTube channel if yeah. you want to see what we're talking about. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say, and Liz, this mm-hmm. is news to you, but I had oh. a conversation with Scott, the producer, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He edited everything, loved it, thought it was great. Okay. There were some level issues. You know, Will's going to come in a little lower because he wasn't potted in. Again, right. tech issues. However, the band, which was awesome. Yes. We love Smear Campaign. They're a cover band. They play music that they did not write. And copyright law no, prevents. No, we can't play their performance. We can't. I didn't even think about that shit. Well, I thought, well, you know, if Fleetwood Mac's not playing the song, is right. it really Fleetwood Mac playing, the, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, why can I go to Barnes & Noble and have to listen to some <laughs> lady hijack Country Roads Take Me Home, <laughs> but we can't play a really good rendition of Fleetwood yeah. Mac, right? Well. So, anyway... Stinks. Yeah, in the absence of uh, some really good tunes, I just want mm-hmm. to tell you, Smear Campaign rocked it. Yeah, they were I mean, awesome. I got so many people coming up to me afterwards asking how we found them, and they loved their performances, and they were just, they were fantastic. Yeah, Jamie Nicholson, the bassist, mm-hmm. works has been working in Medfield since 1996. Wow. And he and I just kind of crossed paths and became friends, and uh, we've always wanted to partner up, so we mm-hmm. did. So, again, turning lemons into lemonade, right. here's what I say. <laughs> It was a uniquely live experience. To get that full experience, you had to be at the show. Yep. And to be at the show, you had to buy your tickets within Early. a day. Early, <laughs> yes. And I've already put a bug in uh, the Zulo Art Gallery's ear for a fall show. Oh, good. Two one-hour shows, mm-hmm. same night on a Friday. Perfect. I think that will... Yeah. We'll, uh, already Because we could have filled growing. that room up twice. Yes. Could have. Uh, let's, let's not... Leave some scuttlebutts out. It was mm-hmm. out in the cold. That's what That's I felt right. like we had to do, and unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, Rick. So I got home after our live show all excited and, you know, just high on the uh, laughter and applause throughout the evening. And mm-hmm. Dan was like, oh, you guys were great. Congratulations. It was, you know, a success. Mm-hmm. I was like, thanks. I'm feeling so good. And I sit down and I take off my very expensive shoes that I bought for myself for the evening. And I go into the <laughs> kitchen and I say... All right, well, it's time to be a mom again. Yeah. And I, I loaded the dishwasher and I cleaned oh. the counters and I made the snacks. And I was like, no matter how cool of a thing I do, yeah. I'm always going to come home to this. Yeah, know your role. <laughs> exactly. Stay in your lane. You're a mom. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know what I did? I watched Netflix. Nice. I just had so much energy. Yeah, yeah. You kind of so, had to decompress I, a little. Yeah, and I never watched TV, so I just watched some stupid documentary and... And settled in for the night because mm-hmm. I can't go to bed. But yeah, yeah. I was I was excited, and uh, I, I'm a, I'm I'm sad that we didn't get a picture together. I know you, me, and Will. It Noonan. was so we yeah. That's another thing. Lesson learned for next time. We should have choreographed that better. Mm-hmm. You know, at Absolutely. the end, had someone waiting to take a quick picture of the three of us. Yeah, I had to make some sorry excuse for your absence <laughs> in a photo, like <laughs> when we went on social media. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, let's start the show. We are going to cut in at about the 13-minute mark in real time, if you're at the show, into a section called Townie Topics. So we've got our first Townie Topic of the evening. Are you ready, Rick? Yes, I am. All right. Yes. To idle so. or not to idle? That is the question. So this is all about pickup protocol when you're waiting in those school lines and you have a very aggressive stance on anything parking lot related so I'm gonna just throw this one over to you I have a lot of aggressive stances that is fair (laughs) that's just how I live my life and I'll tell you something 
We like, you know how they say you shouldn't judge people? That's not true. No, that's not. People, you people should, who say that don't mean it. They yeah. just won't judge people out loud. Yeah, but I like to do it. Yeah. And I think you should judge people because you know something? We're sharing this society. If you let some guy go to the grocery store at 3 in the afternoon on a Saturday and he's wearing flannel pajama pants, you need to shame that person. Mm-hmm. We don't need Publicly. that stuff. Yes. Back to these uh, pickup lines at school. Okay. First of all, totally inconsistent. Every school has its own protocols, and you're supposed to know this via one of the 5,080 million word emails you got from your schools, which I have completely abandoned. That's because you're the dad. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't fill out forms. You know, I also believe in gender stereotypes Mm -hmm. and roles, and men are not supposed to go near a school form (laughs) or read a school email. But I digress. So I went to pick up my kid at one school, and you have to get out of the car and go stand in line for 20 minutes because all these moms like to get a good spot in the line. So for 20 minutes, we stand out in the freezing cold, just sitting around waiting for our kid. And then another school, I go pick up my kid, and it's a big, giant line of cars just idling in the parking lot. And that's a bad idea for two reasons, right? We could be doing more for the environment and more for our own personal physical fitness and health if we just parked the fucking car and went up to the door, right? And that's what I did because I am a hero, Liz. (laughs) Yeah, parking lot hero. I am. So this is what I did. I saw it. I'm not kidding. At least 20 cars. I'm sorry. Big white SUVs. <laughs> and With I Mother's just, Vineyard big wheels on the back window. Right. <laughs> I pull up, I park my car, I walk out, I say, Charlie Fink. Charlie Fink is quickly produced. We go about our way. I come back to my car to three text messages from moms who wanted me to know that I cut them in line. <laughs> Did you respond to any of the messages? Oh, fuck yes, I did. <laughs> Was so, this the middle finger emoji? No, or no, no. Well, you know, first of all, they have my phone number. So right there, right. we're kind of on good terms, mm-hmm. or we used to be at least. <laughs> but I told them, I said, look, cut the exhaust from your engine, right? That solves the environmental concerns. And go walk 50 yards and walk 50 yards back, burn a calorie, it wouldn't kill you. Right? So now you're breaking the rules and you're fat shaming? Like, what are you doing? I'm judging. I am judging. This is what you, they judged me. Okay. And, you know, little parking lot police. And I just said, I'll, you do you. I'll do me. Thank you very much. And by the way, I don't have... Nothing advertises more that you've got not much going on by sitting in a friggin' line <laughs> for 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever. I, I, I want to just have a cup of coffee with the, the first mom in that SUV in line. Like, what time did you show up? Like, 1.30? 12.15? Did you eat lunch in your car? It's not like we're going to go see a concert, right? It's not right. like Taylor Swift is going to be performing. She's like literally tailgating. She had like a grill out there. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm the opposite because I'm a rule follower Mm -hmm. and I get super embarrassed if I get called out. So I will sit there and idle in my car and wait the allotted time for them to produce my child. Because I would be be mortified if I got text messages. Really? No. But you know what, though? 
Have you I seen what people know. say to me on Facebook? Yeah. I'm bulletproof. I don't care. <laughs> but I think, I don't know that anybody would text me and call me out. I think they just talk about me behind my back because that's how women treat other women. Yeah. 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 So that, you're fair game though. Oh yeah. Because I'm a dude. <laughs> Hero. Should we move on? To yeah, sure, sure. Okay. All female firefighter shift in Manchester, Massachusetts. So I think this listener probably heard an episode from a few months back where we discussed in Concord, Massachusetts, their police force made history when they had an all-female police shift. And that was history in the, of our country. There's never been a police shift with all women. And I made the joke, is this what they meant by defunding the police? They can only afford 70 cents on the dollar, so they hired a bunch of ladies. It was a joke. Of course, I think it do anything men can do. However, however, my point of view was, if you're in a potentially violent or life-threatening situation, I don't know if I want a bunch of women showing up. And you kind of had a different point of view. Well, you can't move the goalposts on. <laughs> Look, I weigh like... Well, I should weigh 170, <laughs> but I ate all my kids' Halloween candy and threw on about 15 pounds that I'm working on right now. So mm-hmm. do the math. What's about 185? Too much. Yeah, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever can carry me down, if I had smoke inhalation or whatever, maybe I was sleeping and I'm too tired to walk myself, you know, someone wants to carry me down a ladder. That's all I care about. Now, the question is, can a woman do that? I don't know too don't many know. women. I'm not trying to be sexist. And, you know, guys, just don't get, get all upset here. I'm just, we're being authentic. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a woman here that could carry me from this end of the room and oh. over here? And uh, All right, let's try. Let's try it. <laughs> do you, uh, can you really do that? Fireman's carry over the shoulder. Down a ladder, 60 feet up. Fourth floor. You Wearing could? heels. Wearing heels. <laughs> Okay, I mean, if you could pass the test, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But Liz has a more hotter take. I do. Well, I'm a physically smaller person than you, so if a situation from a, like a law enforcement perspective were to turn violent or whatever, I think that I might want to have someone that was more physically imposing involved in that situation to de-escalate it. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like if you have these all-female police forces or police shifts going on, eventually their periods are going to sync up and they're all going to have PMS at the same time. And everybody's getting the speeding ticket. No. Well, they're going to pull someone over for a speeding ticket, but instead of writing the ticket, they're just going to burst into tears because they feel so bloated in their cop uniform. Her words, not mine. That's why she's on the show, though. You laughed. I did. <laughs> Uh, so that's my hot take, yeah. and it might not be a popular one with the women's empowerment movement, but that's why I'm not a part of it. Well, I would rather have an all-women's uh, police shift than mm-hmm. a no-policeman Fair police shift. enough, fair enough. I don't know. I think, I, think we had, I think we had one cop, one cop working a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, yes. give, people give... People are giving the our local police department a hard time for that whole sleeping situation, and I think that we should ease up on them a little bit. I mean, we give the fire department beds, <laughs> so yeah, but they work for twenty four hours, and their role is to be reactive, not proactive. Oh, that's right. Right. Well, I think that's they can't the predict part. when fires are gonna come out unless they're those like weird albino creatures that are in the water from that Tom Cruise movie. What are they called? I don't know. Lindsay, you know what they're called. I do not know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they can't predict the future. Okay. Whereas, you know, mm. police officers can pr- 
prevent crime. Yeah. Well, ladies, if you can carry me down a ladder, I don't care that you're on there. Okay. And I'll let, that is my closing argument. On All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. This gentleman was awfully fired up. So if there is ever a civil war in this town, it will be prompted by a dog related controversy, whether it's being mauled by someone's unleashed hellhound at the Medfield State Hospital or finally tiring of having to gingerly tiptoe around piles of poop at the Wheelock soccer fields like they are active IEDs. Dog owners, get a clue. Now, you're a dog owner, Rick. Oh, and yeah. I assume, knowing you and Leslie the way I do, you guys are responsible dog owners. I, I would like to think so. Uh, probably 80% trained. Still will steal your food when you're not looking and barks at the door every time he you does. show up. He does, but he's a love. Yes, he he's a mm -hmm. mini Bernadoodle. So the American Kennel Club doesn't even technically call this thing a dog. It's more like a hybrid, hairy, like four-legged beast. It's cute, though, so we buy them mm -hmm. for a lot of money. Anyway, uh, you need a dog, by the way. I love dogs. You got to pick up your dog crap, and you got to take it with you. That's a simple, simple uh, courtesy. And mm -hmm. uh, I just had a, I had a little run-in with an old lady yesterday actually oh dear yeah she was she was at the corner and i came around the corner and she didn't have a poop bag she had a trowel well that seems like only 50 percent of the equation if you're gonna clean up poop yeah well she thought that she could just flick it into oh. somebody's bushes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> now she's like 80 so what do you do i just told you about 10 minutes ago you're supposed to judge people <laughs> And I'm like, my, my brain's like killing me because I'm thinking part of me is like, damn, she's 80 and she's walking around with a trowel. That is one badass. She does not <laughs> give an F. And then I'm also thinking, if that was my bush, I would go over and put her in a headlock and give her a noogie or something like that. So I met in the middle and I decided to just give her the hairy eyeball and I stared at her. And she had that smile, hi. And I was like, and I carry on. That's the story right That's, there. Oh, yeah, well, I think it's wise not to confront an, an elderly She lady. has paid her dues. Yeah, I mean, she's seen some shit. Yeah. Right? Let her go. Civil Let war. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's probably born right during the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you made the right decision. So, yeah. coincidentally, today I was driving home, and I passed by a pickup truck that was decorated, if you will, and the logo on it said, Duty Calls, D-O-O-D-Y. I'd never heard of this before, but their tagline was, we scoop poop, and I was like, interesting. Apparently, you can hire these people to come and remove dog poop from your lawn. Has anyone in this room done that? Because if you have, I'm literally putting a steaming pile of poop on your front step. Because if you can't pick up after your own dog, I think that's shameful. Oh, yeah, that's, that's entitlement. <laughs> yeah. At its finest. Yeah, that is crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't. Who, who... You know who actually works for that company? Who? The franchise owner. Uh, they do not hire... Nobody... They do not get many applications, I would presume. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, I think the person that works for the duty calls company says, I want to own a franchise. What's out there? And they're Maybe. like, this shitty one right here. I'll just pick up on that. <laughs> I'll do it. Anyone want to work here? $15 an hour. No. Okay. I guess I'm doing it again. Going over to the Joneses. All right. What do you yeah. think the qualifications are for being a pooper scooper? Like you shouldn't have a really great sense of smell. You should be able to bend over a lot. Yeah. Tiptoeing. Tiptoeing tip might be good. Yeah. Tiptoeing is good. Yep. 
I don't know. I, I'm not signing up for that. All right. So what's next on this agenda here? We're going to give some uh, love to the sponsors. Let's do the sponsors. Yep. Okay. We'll start with... <sighs> who do we have? Royal who, Pizza? Who's, yeah, Royal Pizza, guys. You know what? When I am told last minute that my wife's going out for dinner with her friends and I'm stuck with dinner responsibilities, do you think I go into the fridge and make my kids a meal? No, that is overrated. I just pick up the phone and I call Royal Pizza. Actually, I typed it Rodal Pizza in my phone, so I just go... <laughs> Call Rodal Pizza. <laughs> and, and the lady in my phone says, calling Rodal Pizza. And they answer, Rodal Pizza. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's what I do. I think that's what you guys should do. They are, uh, they've been around. They make fresh daily breads and, and dough. And they have uh, real cheese, not that like block cheese or that, you know, it's all... The stuff is really good, and it's not just pizza. I, I do like their salads, too, the grilled chicken salad I'd recommend. I'd recommend you eat more of the salads. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, APC Pest and Termite. If you've got bugs, and I'm not talking about the ones Rick came home with from Titty Bong, Australia. I'm talking about termites, ants, or any other critter that has invaded the sanctity of your home. Call APC Pest and Termite today. All right, we have Perez Martial Arts. This guy, reserve judgment, but this guy is, he actually called me and said, I want to advertise and give you money for your podcast. So, yeah, I was, I was dumbfounded, but I love this guy. Perez Martial Arts, they have classes for kindergarten kids. And what's a kindergarten kid going to do in a karate class? They're going to brush up on their motor skills. And then you got kindergarten and, and grade school, and these kids are learning discipline. They're learning life skills that is going to translate into the classroom and also at home, right? Go clean up your room. Eh, I don't want to. Hey, what would Roland, Sensei Perez say? Oh, yeah, I'm out of here. They go do it. They also have adult classes and high school classes. They just graduated a handful of black belts, so you know that kids are st sticking with it, and it's really good. Is the band playing? Is the band really playing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the best part is they have birthday parties. You can have a birthday party for your kid at Perez Martial Arts. It's just like a real birthday party, only a lot more kicking and punching. <laughs> just as much crying. Yep. Mike Page Studios. If you like wood and stuff made out of wood, Mike's your guy. Check him out, MikePageStudios.com. Okay, so we also have Larkin's Liquors, and they are the town's oldest continually run uh, business. They've been around since like 1935. That's right. That's a long time ago too, right? Yeah. Um, but that old third lady generation, remembers it well though. Yeah. <laughs> third generation owners. So there's, there's something right going on. Who's got a bevy in their hand right now? If you have a drink, you're drinking something from Larkin's Liquors. They are the provider of tonight's uh, beverages. Park Street Books and Toys, look no further for the latest titles and hottest toys. And for a small fee, Jim will sell you a thousand-piece puzzle with one piece missing. The perfect <laughs> gift for an annoying coworker, nosy neighbor, or know-it-all mom. And last but not least, Mario's Lawn Care. Mario is a buddy of mine, and this guy pays attention to detail, as do I. In fact, 
these black curtains up here were tacked up there with tacks that are black, but they used to be white until I spray painted them today. That's how much detail oriented I am. And I just knew if those things were white, you guys would just be staring at those things and not at us. I just know that, right? Also, this table is equidistant. Liz and our guest tonight will have 26 and three quarter inches of space and they're two inches away from falling off the yep. stage. It's a tight stage. It's precarious. So why do I say all that stuff? Because I care about detail and so does Mario. And Curb Appeal, if, if that's something you care about, I recommend Mario and his crew, Jay, Hussein, and Obi, these guys. Uh, they come in, they're quick, they're clean, and they're courteous. So tonight we have a special guest, right? He's a mentor to me. He's a stand-up comic. In fact, he's so good, he was voted best comedian in Boston. He has appeared on MTV, uh, Amazon Prime Video. What else? Sirius XM, uh, Hulu, if you watch that. And also, uh, oh, what's the big one? Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, he has pretty hair, too. He's got a lot of hair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Will Noonan. I almost brought my backpack up here with me, because it's over there. Uh, I was just watching over there, sitting here the whole time. And uh, I was like, is this a safe town? And it's pretty shady in this room. Look at these people. And, and after listening to you, I was like, I'm not afraid of my bag and stolen. I'm afraid of someone fucking it. Wow. It's great to be here, guys, at Medfield Mass. I'm not going to brag. I've done shows here before. As diverse as I remember, it's just, it's just something else. And I was try, I was sitting in the crowd watching and enjoying. And I was like, "What should I talk about tonight?" You know, there's so many things. I I I don't live in a small town. I want to. That's my goal. I live in South Boston, which is not a small town, but it's got it's got the racism and not in my backyard is of a small town. <laughs> So I get the vibe, I like it. <laughs> but I was like looking around this room and I was like, I'd, I'd say there's at least a solid 15% on some edibles right now. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not calling out anybody, but I, you know, I was like, it's a hip town, they swing, they take edibles. <laughs> they have um, and I, I, I'm going to admit, I miss the days of illegal marijuana, I really miss them. <laughs> Used to be our thing, you know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it was for guys like us. You had to work to be a pothead before it was legal, you know? You had to maintain a friendship with a guy from high school, you know what? Like, <laughs> uh, you gotta meet him at his auto zone job. <laughs> Listen to some stories about lizards owned and yet to be owned. <laughs> then you get a shitty bag of weed and you're on your way. Everyone's proud of you for getting it, you know? But now everyone's got, now, you know, and, and, and I used to have a, they used to kind of talk about me a little bit, you know? I had the rep, the cookout, you know, every family's got the pothead uncle who disappears at cookouts for just 10 minutes or so. Always in his car, comes back, smells weird, won't take his sunglasses off. 
guy pushes the kids on the swings for 90 minutes. <laughs> now everyone's, everyone's on edibles, everyone's taking, now I'm like the lead IT guy of my entire family. That's who I am now, the expert. I get phone calls from my aunts like all weekend, you know. Uh, they're like, how many gummy bears should I take for a Rod Stewart thing? <laughs> uh, I took 16, I'm pretty scared. <laughs> You don't want hair growing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is with the boomer generation. They don't touch weed for 20 years, and then they're like, okay, 1,000 milligrams? That's not good. <laughs> I'll take all 1,000. See what type of panic disorder I can <laughs> It's gone a little crazy. I don't know. I, uh, my dad even wanted to smoke with me. My dad's 75. So. Retired cop. Yeah, exactly. He called me up. He was excited that weed was legal, you know, after all of the years. He called me up. He's like, Bill, I want to smoke a joint. Will you? He still talks like he's talking into a radio all the time. Bill, like, he's a car. want to smoke weed, will you? So, I was like, okay, kind of a surprise, you know. It was like 10.30, which was like 3 a.m., for a 75-year-old guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few short at age deep, you know? <laughs> so uh, I grew up in Milton, that's where he lives, so, uh, you know, I go over to Milton from Southie, it takes 10 minutes, and he calls me along the way, and he goes, uh, hey, one thing, before you bring that joint over, I want it to be thick, okay? Thick as my thumb. <laughs> I was like, why? such a weird thing to use as a unit of measurement. So. <laughs> Why is it gotta be thick as, he goes, that's how we did it back in the day. Me and uncles, we drive around, we roll these thumb-sized joints, we smoke them, get super hot, you know? And I was like, okay, well, weed's got a lot stronger since the 70s, so that'll fuck us up, we'll be dead people. He's like, I don't care, thick as my thumb. So I go over there and we smoke it. And it was the biggest joint I've ever seen. Like, when I drove over there, I put it on the passenger seat to drive over to check airbag light. <laughs> We were smoke. I was like, fuck the cops, this all female fire department's gonna come just for the amount of smoke. <laughs> There's a Native American guy seven miles away. Like, What's this guy trying to say? <laughs> uh, smoking with father. <laughs> they were passing it back and forth and, and uh, you know, it's it's weird smoking weed. He started to get a little nervous, I could tell. So I was like, let's just get something to eat. I'll go and get some snacks, so calm down. So I go into the kitchen, and I grab some Chips Ahoy cookies. The package is heavy, there's no better feeling. And when, they're when you pick up the cookies and it's heavy, I know what you're thinking, Halloween candy guy. So I rip them open, that's how they do it now. I rip the top open, I start eating the cookies, and my dad's next to me, he's 75 and he's high. He cannot remember the word cookie right now. <laughs> he's getting close to it. He's like, hey, um, you one of those. Candy crackers, which 
I love it. Let's like, take it. You know what I mean? Like, use candy. It, should be, it should be candy cracker. Like, we should be living in a candy cracker world. <laughs> you know? It's like, hey, who's your favorite character on Sesame Street? Candy cracker. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's? Chocolate chip candy cracker dough. <laughs> Why does Rick's computer keep fucking up? He doesn't delete his candy. <laughs> That's the world we should be living in. There's downsides, so you don't want to smoke weed with your parents. There's, there's weird things happening, you know? You shouldn't be that open. Like, I was looking at my... You know, everyone always tells you you look like your parents. If you smoke enough weed, you're like, I do look like but then they start telling me, my dad started telling me like family secrets I never ever wanted to know. You know? I'm just sitting there in total silence. He's like, you know, me and mom almost put up a couple times in the night. Like, <laughs> I never needed to know this. This is the one that really got me. You know, he, long silence. My dad just breaks the silence by going, you know, your brother, he's the gay brother. <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah, I remember that Christmas. It was pretty wild. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he's a gay brother, but you look gay. Then he goes. <laughs> I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? Goes, you have a gay face. Like, you have a gay guy's face. <laughs> Even when you were a kid, me and your mom used to talk about you guys. You'd be like, one of them's gay, it's Billy, because he's got that gay guy's face. And I was like, yes, you know? And I was like, okay. Whatever, just like put that in my pocket for therapy, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, and I happen to be having dinner with my brother and his boyfriend like two nights later. So I'm like, do I have a story for you? I go, you know what dad said to me the other day? You know what dad said to me? He said I have a gay face. <laughs> and my brother's boyfriend says, I literally say that about you all the time. <laughs> I'm like, this is illuminating. <laughs> Homeless guys in Boston have been calling me homophobic slurs my whole life. I thought it was just the way I skip. <laughs> it's my face. This is a true story, all right? It's a Boston story. I'm in, I'm in downtown Boston. I had to use an ATM. It wasn't a good kind, you know? No bank just says ATM. You're like, get my ATM be stolen, you know? And I need 40 bucks. So I'm at the ATM. This homeless guy from Boston comes around the corner, he looks at me, I can tell he's gonna say something messed up. But what he said I'd never heard before in my life, he looks at me and he goes, there were no gays on the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, just because you sleep on the Freedom Trail, it doesn't make you a history <laughs> He's like getting up a little mad at me, gets a little closer, he goes, there were no gays on the Mayflower. I go, dude, that boat ride was like a year and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit went down out there. I need a Puritan about this, right? He grabs me, grabs me by the shirt, he's got his finger in my face like this, he goes, there were no gays on the Mayflower. I was like, dude, enough, okay? It's 2023. Don't be an ignorant idiot, you know? Come on, bro. Who do you think came up with the name The Mayfly? <laughs> <laughs> it's the gayest name for a boat I've ever heard. <laughs> Can we kiss for like 45 minutes? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
All right, thanks. So, uh, have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. You have 26 and three-quarter inches of stage. Yeah, this right is there. You really <laughs> use it wisely. You literally are are a half inch from a is from a, a bad situation. Is there a chiropractor who's a sponsor <laughs> as well? <laughs> Definitely gonna break my back. So, how you doing? Oh, feeling good. I feel like that performance went pretty good. How about you guys? Do you think so? <laughs> I feel like that, I should have said that. Yeah, yeah. I should have pumped your tires. I know. I'm taking it over, man. <laughs> hey, you're better than me. Yeah. How about how about Rick and Lizzo? Aren't they the best guys? <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. So the two of you have not met Liz, Will, Will, Liz. Yeah. Great to meet Pleasure. you. I've seen your appearances though on the Anthony Cumia show. Oh, get out yes. of here! You watch that show? Uh, I do. <laughs> wow. I know. All right, now you have a whole different opinion. It's so of nice me. to meet. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to meet a normal person who watches that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you very much. I gotta mm-hmm. get back on. Big there. fan. Oh, crazy! I'm and a big w- fan of yours. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And yeah. Will, this is these are our scuttlebuds. That's what we fondly refer to I love our them. listeners. I was sitting out there amongst them. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of the yeah. uh, technical s- snap earlier? Look at this. I snuck, oh, nice. hey. I snuck in Bud Lights. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I, I was like, I was like, I know this. I, I'm closed my eyes today. And I was like, are they going to have Bud Lights there or Buds or anything like that? And I go, no, it's an art gallery in Medfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wine and IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and if they're, I'll bring three Bud Lights. And if they're, if there are Bud Lights there, I'll drink them. And then I walked in, and I was like, wine, IPAs. <laughs> Nailed it. Trashy guy from Southie. Everybody. There you go. <laughs> so Some of you are jealous of this Bud Light right now. <laughs> your, your bag is still over there, it's right? It's still over there. There's yeah. one left. So. There's one left. <laughs> it's room that's, temperature. That's gone, yeah. It's yeah. Part. <laughs> My neighbor's over there. <laughs> Well, Will, you you're uh, you're an actor. You wear a couple hats. You're an actor. You have a podcast, Soft Boys. You uh, you do stand up. Uh, but I noticed you on social media recently in a cowboy getup. Yep, like a a big ten yeah, gallon like hat. Or what are you getting ready for uh, Brookback Mountain too? <laughs> Yeah, it's actually four. I don't know. There's been two <laughs> since they came out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that's why I grew this beard. It was the greatest thing ever about being an actor. Someone will be like, hey, can you grow a beard for like, you know, we'll pay you to grow a beard. And you're and you're like, yeah, like, I mean, it's like I'm like, can I gain weight? And they were like, no. And I was like, you know, <laughs> shit. But yeah, I grew this beard. I'm playing. A, I played a cowboy in a commercial for flooring. Hmm. What's the tie-in there between? Not to brag, guys, but we're walking on it right now. So, <laughs> so everywhere you go. But it's weird, yeah. So I was like, I don't know why they searched Boston for a cowboy, but mm-hmm. you know. right, it seems kind of awkward that it's yeah. uh, it's a northeastern uh, location, but and, yeah, and talent scouting. But uh, what what kind of lines did you have? Oh, it was like, <laughs> so it's well, it's this is only a podcast a bunch of people are going to listen to, so. I probably shouldn't make fun of it, but <laughs> I won't. It's a great company, guys. They make awesome floors, okay? But I, I played the floor trader. So regular people like yourselves are trying to buy floors, and you're like, oh, is this pet proof, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's the floor trader. I can tell you right now that you can get a herd of grizzlies up in there <laughs> all day long doing that. And then I rode a fake horse. And Oh, my God, really? Yeah, I named it. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, all right, Lucky, one more, one more take, and we got this. And they were like, he's weird. 
<laughs> now, this is a 30-second spot, and you spent the whole day doing this? Yeah, it was like a half a day. It was like six hours. Wow. It's tough work out there, guys, you know? <laughs> I used to do car commercials, so I'm getting down. I would, did car commercials. Now I'm on floors. So I'll be like basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some type of moss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Will, tell us, you know, you've been a comedian for a while now. Give us, like, a rose and thorn moment, like your highlight of your comedic career and, like, the worst time you've bombed. Wow. Uh, The highlight of my career was probably opening for Bill Burr, who's Mm. one of my favorite comedians. So I was extremely excited to be working with him. Yeah. Where did that happen? Where was that? Going to text him right now. I don't have his number. Uh, (laughs) Uh, that happened uh, a couple times now, but at Laugh Boston was the one where I really was, you know, opening for him. So mm-hmm. we were just like alone. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. I'm, I don't get starstruck very often, other than like right now and that time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was starstruck as yeah. hell. I couldn't. Well, I used to see him when I was like, you know, 15 and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man. And uh, so that was cool. So that was probably my rose. Would you be offended if we just spent the rest of the interview talking about your experience with Bill Burr? It's not what that. was he like? Yeah, was He's taller than you think. <laughs> He's a very nice guy, though, a very hard worker. I will say this. We, when I worked with him, I was surprised at how much he... He like walked off stage. He was like, "Did you see that new shit? It's working, my new like." He's so excited about it, you know. And I was like, "That's great to see," because mm-hmm. a lot of us are dead inside, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, comics by nature, there's something a little yeah, off, right? Wrong. As they say, I don't really believe that, though. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's got something a little bit off. It just seems more off when because we're supposed to be so fun all the time. Mm-hmm. But no, you're probably right. A lot of bad childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> Or like overbearing moms, you yeah. Know, a lot of anxiety, right. but hey, so no, it's plumbers. good. It's good that Bill is like is is where he is. He's a headliner. I'd say he's the best comic working right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely, right? definitely, yeah, and probably the hardest working too. So. Yeah, and he still gets jazzed and he still works hard. So that's he hasn't mailed it in. That's probably what keeps him so good. Definitely. Anyway, enough about it. I like him. that you you're called here. him Bill. Like, yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah Bill. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Bill. Yeah. That was your best moment. That was my best moment. My worst moment, there are millions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember a time specifically where, you know, I was just talking about edibles and weed and stuff. I don't act, I do smoke weed, but not before I go on stage, you know? And there was a time where I was kind of experimenting with maybe it will make my act better. <laughs> maybe it'll make it worse. And I was kind of trying it. And one night at Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston, I just decided to smoke weed and it was, things were going wrong. And this woman, just goes from the darkness. She's like, you suck, you know? (laughs) And I was so high, I was just like, shut up. (laughs) And it was like the worst. I'm supposed to be the clever guy, you know? So then I just kind of like continued to bomb and walked off stage and like the other comedians wouldn't even like look at me. It was like I had a disease, you know? They were like, oh, that's great. So that way I still remember that one. Still wake up in the middle of the night like, True or false, hecklers nine times out of ten are drunk women. That is 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. And, Why is that? And out of that percentage, mm-hmm. a high percentage of animal print, I've noticed. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I can see it before it even happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like coming. a beacon in the distance. Yeah. It's yeah. like big, she old, is. big glass of white wine, animal print. <laughs> I know, you're close, but it's not... <laughs> I saw you. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) She's very quiet, though. It's a classy town, but it's always that way. 
I had a woman once wait out in New Hampshire, believe it or not. She waited outside in the parking lot with a hunting rifle for me after a show. She was an animal prince. And uh, <laughs> they got, this is what they told me. They go, uh, I go, this is unbelievable, you know? And her family was there in the parking lot. They're like, we don't know where she is. Like, uh, she tried to come in with the hunting rifle. <laughs> and we, and the cop who was there was like, what are you doing? And anyway, they were like, yeah, she's loose in the town somewhere right now. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Only in New Hampshire. Yeah, so they were like, you know, just hit the, just go straight to the highway and watch your back. Never saw her again. That's wow. a true one. Yeah. True story. <laughs> what do you think set her off? Could you pinpoint it a joke in It was a heckling thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, I blame the spotlight operator because eventually they did throw her out. Someone came over and mm-hmm. said, just get out of here, you know? And as she was walking all the way to the back door, the spot, the spotlight operator put the spotlight on her. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. And the crowd, like, so. cheered. Yeah. And, uh, so she was pretty, she felt pretty stupid. She should. Funny. Yeah. But I'm like a hunting rifle, right. you know? <laughs> Too quick for it's that. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your state of comedy today? I feel like these phones, right? Liz and I like doing the podcast because you can multitask. You can do something, yeah. right? So much content is putting people's chins in their chests, and they just turn into zombies, just looking at their phone. Yeah, as Liz calls it, doom scrolling, mm-hmm. just going through and ah ha ha. But. Stand-up comedy, it's an art form. It's, it's two things. It's performing yeah. and it's writing. And I feel like you got to have some balls to do it, too, where just doing some stupid TikTok video, like, that's just my perspective. No, I agree. I, I kind of am old school that way. I kind of feel like there's two types of comedians now. Like, uh, comedians that do stand-up comedy, that really do it, are, like, musicians. You know what I mean? Like, we're up there performing live for you and people who only do comedy on the internet are like DJs they're just kind of playing with comedy that already exists and sort of uh, making it up so I I was thinking about this on the way here and I was like you know at first I was like this example could be crude but now that I know you guys are all swingers I'll tell you about it my real opinion of comedy right now this is kind of I don't think it'll always be this way I've seen it change many times Mm -hmm. but I think Comedy has become like porn is, you know, whereas... Just, just like it. Just actually. No, but I mean, back in the old days, there were porn stars, right? People knew porno of people's names, Ron Jeremy and Jenna if Jameson so. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I've been told, I don't know. But, but now people just watch porn, you know? They, mm-hmm. they pull up a site and they have their favorite things and they just go, uh, and then it's over. <laughs> That's the sound I make, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, and I feel like a lot of comedies like that now too. You know, you'll meet a guy who's like, "Yeah, man, I've only been doing it three weeks, and I have like a 1.5 million right. view clip. Yeah. So mm-hmm. respect me, you know." Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Nah, bro." Yeah. yeah. I was like, I've, "I've been here since the Jenna Jameson days." <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're writing new material, do you these days? Because we're living in a cancel culture and blah blah blah. Yeah. Do you agonize more over what you're writing today than you did maybe five years ago? Sadly, I don't, but I do. I don't <laughs> agonize over it, but mm-hmm. I think about it when I'm up for right. like these some of these corporate jobs and stuff yeah. like that. Like I was talking to a major league baseball team about doing something, and I was like, oh, my special's coming out in a month, and there's a joke on there that I'm like wondering, you know, if I sign these deals, is, it, is the special going to come out? I mean, nothing too crazy, but you just never know what right. people are going to right go nuts for so and then they go trolling on your twitter yeah and the joke is know. i'm sure you want i'm sure you're like wow will what the fuck like <laughs> i mean i say the n-word 50 times <laughs> it's a joke about it's it's a joke about school shootings but it's not about 
you know, it's basically my point is people say give teachers guns. You're a teacher? I didn't even know that about you. Yeah. yeah. People say give teachers guns. Yeah, great idea. Like, <laughs> I go, you, you ever seen a teacher look for the eraser for five minutes? <laughs> I go, it's just not a good idea. My mom was a teacher. I respect teachers a lot, but I don't want them, you know, protecting me in a gunfight. Mm -hmm. But it's very close to a good idea. Give the lunch ladies guns. <laughs> They're the hard bitches of the school. They already have guns, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the car. They've raised a shooter. They know how they behave. So it's a great, it's a great fix. So yeah, that's the joke. Mm -hmm. Now it's gonna come out on you know things, mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, is that gonna? It's either gonna be great for my comedy, like where people right. are like, whoa, it's edgy, or it's gonna be like a bunch of gigs are kind of like. Yeah. So it kind of sucks, but I also kind of think it's over too. Like, who cares? You know, we mm -hmm. we went through a pandemic. Right. Like, are we still gonna be uptight yeah. about words? <laughs> Man, yes. you know, man, yeah. we're in a fucking art gallery, bro. I feel like that, like we say, we judge. You got to push back on that stuff. So I feel like this is a, this is the front lines. Right what helps too? Like, I mean, no one's gone broke on it. Like Shane mm -hmm. Gillis got fired yeah. from SNL. Best thing that ever happened to yeah. him. Best thing ever. Louis C.K. is doing mm -hmm. just fine. Mm -hmm. yep. You know. Yep. Well, there's so many more opportunities to put your content out there. Like, where's your, how are you putting your special out, for example? So, yeah. So, right now, it's looking like YouTube at first, because that's the yep. new, that's the yeah. new way. You can, you can sell it. it off of there, too. So, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, you, you try and get some famous people to, to share it. It's a weird thing, man. Like I, like we were saying, I've been doing this 16 years, and it's totally changed in the past yep. like, five years. A lot of do-it-yourself. Mm -hmm. I directed my own special. I had help with, I had a ton of help, but, uh. Yeah, it's like it's not like it used to be where HBO would just call you and be like, "Hey, come out here." It's it's kind of like you got to make it happen, you right? Know, the but then you also, you know, if you have a Netflix special, it's on Netflix for what five months or whatever it is, yeah. six months, then it's gone, right? Yeah. It's on YouTube. You control it. It's out there forever. Yeah, it's all yours. So that's mm -hmm. also great. Too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can't complain, man. It's I was wa I was walking through Saudi today and I was kind of like bitching. Um, I was like, oh, I so much shit. And then I like saw a guy digging a hole like for a power line, and I was like, nah, I'm still winning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm here drinking a Bud Light with you two. You know? That's right. Okay, so there's a story that I know, a personal story of yours, and I want you to share it with everybody yeah. about the lead up to and the aftermath of your first national television appearance. Yeah, it was live, too, live national television. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, no, that just makes it even worse. Like, Rick, Let me do it all over again. Rick loves this story because it's brutal, but... So this is eight years ago. Before I, I don't want you guys to feel bad for me when I tell this story, but it was eight years ago, and I had uh, I was very much in love with this young actress, <laughs> and she, we were we had been together like two two or three years, and I was shopping for engagement ring. She didn't even know that I was looking around, thinking about it, asking people, and uh, she went to L.A. to to do some work. And I was like, hey, look at us, show business couple. You're going to L.A. I'm going to New York to do my first, like, national television appearance live. Uh, this is going to be crazy. Gotham Comedy Live was the show. So I, uh, you know, she goes off there. And the night before I'm supposed to drive down to New York and do this thing, she calls me and says, I'm staying in L.A. I hooked up with a producer and we've, you know, I've cheated on you and it's, it's over, you know. <clears throat> and I'm like, Fuck. That's pretty bad timing, you know? <laughs> I was also like, I'm about to be more famous than I've ever been, you know? But uh, heartbroken. See, I told you guys, you still feel bad for me. But anyway, I had to drive to New York the next I couldn't sleep. I was all bummed out. If you've ever had your heart broken, I was like all messed up. First time it ever happened really in that way. 
And uh, I paid my buddy, my roommate. He was like a loser, pothead guy. I was like, <laughs> he will never listen to this. He, um, <laughs> he did nothing all day, every day. He still does nothing all day, every day. And I, he's not my roommate anymore. My wife's my roommate now, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I paid him 100 cash. I was like, here's $100 cash. You cannot, you have to stay by me all day long, and you cannot let me quit or, or chicken out or feel sorry for myself or anything. So he's like, yeah, okay. So we drove down to New York, and I did it. It was live. Uh, Dave Coulier, who played Uncle Joey on <laughs> Full House, was the host. And there's really, if you've had your heart broken by a woman, there's no one better to be around than Uncle Joey. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey, Will, I heard you got broken up with. That stinks, but need a hug? Come on, let's hug it out. And I'm like... Childhood icon, yeah, let's do it. So, of course, I had a great time, and I could see it in my eyes when I watched the uh, the special that I'm kind of like, ah, a little crazy. But it honestly got ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. I ended up opening for Dave Coulier for a while after that, and uh, now I'm married to a beautiful woman that I love, and she barely cheats on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like we talked about it in, in class because it's like so it, it's like comedy is kind of like, you know, you have to do it. Like it's when the gig is on, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And if something bad happens to you the night before, like it doesn't matter. You still have to go up there and be like, ah, you know, I got a gay face, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a big lesson, but it was also it was uh, yeah, it was one of those probably one of my crazier stories mm -hmm. as far as like. Overcome because I was saying it to the students because they're like, Oh, you know, I had kind of a rough day, I don't feel like doing a set. I'm like, Try having your heart stopped on <laughs> by a chick who fucked Dana Carvey's son. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so, what happened to this girl? Didn't she want to take you back? Oh, yeah, yeah. She tried to get me back, at, of course, after <laughs> I aired. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't. I, I was not that dumb. I was like, mm -hmm. no way. Uh, she, <laughs> I tell you what, she showed up at my parents' house on Christmas Eve. Ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. creepy. Yeah. Her and the Bold lady. Uh, she almost had a hunt. I thought she might have had a hunting rifle herself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that was some drama. But I, I, my wife now is not an actress. She's a physical therapist, and that was wise of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good for you. All yeah. right. Thanks, awesome. sir. I didn't know this got this got kind of like Barbara Waltersy. <laughs> okay, so Liz, why don't you take it on to let's move on to the um, small town perspectives sure. portion of the interview? Are you ready for this? I one? am ready for this because you're from Milton, 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 yeah. and the son of a police officer. That's so, right. I, so mm. what was that like? It was pretty great. Well, he was a Boston police officer, okay. so it was kind of like. But uh, my sister was a Milton police officer for a little while, and uh, a lot of cops in my family. So it's not that bad. Honest to God, like when I grew up, it was all I knew. I thought everyone had like dudes and uniforms around <laughs> all the time. And, uh, but it was pretty good. You get away with a lot when your dad's a Boston cop. You know? Yeah. Well, what's, what's the biggest thing you got away with? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably a few speeding related mm -hmm. things. And the small town cops used to ha hassle. I mean, I love a small town cop. Like that's got to be a great gig. You know what I mean? Like just chasing. Apparently kids. not here. Yeah. You can't hire any of them. They hire a comedian to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be like, hey, no, no underage drinking. And uh, do you guys think my face is gay? Like, I'll use that one. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. They used to chase us out of the woods, and they made kind of a game of it. And uh, a couple of times, I would just drop, uh, you know, drop his name or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, 
but I mean, they were nice to us. I, I kind of feel bad for kids now. Like, did that cop have like a body cam when they're like chasing him out of the woods? Like, they used to let us go and kind mm-hmm. of go, oh, you're a high school kid. Like, you know, I don't want to ruin your day and ruin your life. And now I feel kind of bad. But also, I could get into Red Sox games for free. So that's oh, pretty sweet. Oh, that's sweet. awesome. Yeah. And before 9 11, I could take the Amtrak to New York for free, too. So that was sweet. That ended quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was like good for two months. And then. Would you move back to Milton, your hometown? I would love to, honestly. I'm moving. I'm actually moving to Hyde Park. Uh, not to brag, but <laughs> uh, right on the Milton line. So I'm trying to even just get a whiff of it uh, again. But I would. I was saying to Rick, I, go, I, I was driving here. And I was like, man, this, this is dope. This is living out here. So. I would love, a little floor trader came out there for a second. <laughs> it's um, a nice town. <laughs> Big swinger scene in Milton Big or no? Big swinger scene, yeah. Uh, it's not good, though. It's not It's not Medfield quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a couple of ex-townies, you know, just videotaping themselves. <laughs> Swingers are real, though, man. I've seen them doing comedy a couple times. Really? They'll, yeah, they'll come up to you and they'll be like, I remember Ari Lang, I opened for him, mm-hmm. and he goes, if a couple comes up to you and they say they want you to watch them have sex, that means she wants to watch you have sex with the guy. <laughs> He's like, don't do it. Never works out. Don't do I mean, it's yeah. not like you'd consider doing it. I don't think he had to say that. <laughs> the, road, the road's a lonely place. Yeah, never say know? never. So, yeah. <laughs> Those early days in the road, you're like, well, they might have, even even just for the better comforter than the hotel, you might go over there. <laughs> <laughs> We got a thing called word association. We'll give you five words. Small it, town related. Small town related. And then you just give us the first word that comes to your mind. But that's related to a small town. Yeah. Okay. So I give the setup. You land the Super punch. Super easy. Teachers. Mm. <laughs> Burps. <laughs> I used to love it when teachers, they drink so much coffee and they talk so much that they get that acid indigestion, you know? <laughs> so I used to really love it when a teacher would be like, okay, so, you know, you know Isaac Newton and da, da, da. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. I used to like that. I'd be like, yeah, you're human. Mm-hmm. Uh, church. Church. Uh, I think, when I think of churches, I think of priests. <laughs> and when I think of priests, I think of, you know... Hiding and (laughs) (laughs) a lot of like spitting when they talk. Mm. (laughs) Neighborhood. Neighborhood. I think I, I, when I think of a small town neighborhood, I think of the basketball bouncing. I think of a kid bouncing a basketball around. There's a kid in my neighborhood who play, like, you can tell when he's like coming home from school. And I'm always like, that's pretty nice. You didn't expect such a nice, sweet answer like that. Yeah, Yeah, I was trying to be funny, but I was like, you know, in case anyone in here is a realtor, I want them to think I am worthy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not a total piece of shit. <laughs> sports. Sports. Small town sports. I think of that guy, Mike, from Channel 5. Remember him? He's like the, the Mike, uh, Mike. Mike Adams? No. you know, no. no, I know Mike. Mike Lynch. Yeah. Mike Lynch, yeah. Mike Lynch. <laughs> I used to make fun of him relentlessly when I was a kid because I'd be like, we don't care about the Conkers girls volleyball team. <laughs> Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> you know? And he would, like, he'd be like, the Bruins, the Celtics, in, like, two seconds, and they'd be like, but what's the big story? Yeah. Uh, finally, girlfriends. Girlfriends in a small town? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You know what? I, I Growing up in a small town, you date your friend's kind of sisters. Yeah. Right? Right. And then there's always that moment where they make a face that looks exactly like your friend's face. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, I got to get out of this fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> My college roommate lives in Telluride, Colorado, and he, it's so the dating pool is so small that they have a saying there in that small town. You didn't lose your girlfriend. You just lost your turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would work yeah. in a lot of towns, I yeah, think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a comic I know who's who's a, a gay guy, and he always says, like, in some towns, there's, like, just one other guy on the Grinder app. <laughs> it's you again. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Swipe again, it's just the same guy over and over. It's on a loop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> I'm a brag. That just sounded so weird. <laughs> like, such a lie. It's me. Yeah, it works, though, because you have a gay face. I do. <laughs> they don't tell the cowboy people that. Right. Liz, you want to wrap it up with the five questions? Yes, we'll, just go, we've got we'll a, do rapid yeah. fire. I'll go back and forth. Lightning round. All right, Will, what do you do with your shopping cart when you're done with it? I put that shit fucking back. Nice, there. Will. And, and uh, also, uh, not to brag, I was offered a job at Stop and Shop for doing this. The guy <laughs> <Really>? like, <laughs> Recently? This was recent, <laughs> yeah. This was like maybe a month ago. They are desperate for help. Record well, unemployment. Exactly. Well, I was pushing it in, and then people, like old ladies started coming, and I was like, all right, take this one. I'll give you it. And so I'm like handing them out now. This guy, this guy looked at me. He looked at me like I had just thrown like a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. And he was a baseball coach. He was like, you're pretty good at that. <laughs> you ever think about uh, putting on the old stop-and-shop vest? And <laughs> joining the team. Joining the team, and I was like, we'll see how this special does. So yeah. I'll circle back yeah. to you. Uh, okay, so how do you feel about, uh, speaking of stores, uh, self-checkout kiosks? I like them, but it's added a whole other thing. You got you to gotta look at the people in front of you in the stop, <laughs> in, in the self-checkout. You have to look at the people in line in front of you and be like, who's least dumb out of these yes. people? <laughs> like, which one of these people is going to be able to do this? <laughs> Because there's nothing worse than when you're waiting and you hear that, like, assistance is on the way. <laughs> assistance is on you. are like, ah! <laughs> then you look over at the next one, it's just flying by, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you get tricked. You see the guy with, like, two items. You're like, oh, great. And then he can't do anything with them. And you're like, ah, you know? So <laughs> it's a whole thing, I always. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be duct taped to a chair and watch TikTok comedy for an hour or listen to the 1877 Cars for Kids jingle on a loop? <laughs> Jesus. That's a tough one. Pick That's, your poison. Yeah, it's a real rock and a hard place, but I think I'm going with Cars for Kids on that. Damn. You know? I just, you know. They give you those two notes. It's just enough time to go, la, 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 and then just crank it. I do that yeah. every time. So my podcast producer, one of my podcasts, Noonan Show, the producer on that did the audio engineering. He was in the studio for Should the fire him. recording of that. <laughs> oh, my God. So he, he always tells the story. He's like, it wasn't any more fun getting it. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. <laughs> yeah. What's your greatest public pet peeve? Uh, well, I was laughing. I was like, when we were talking about dogs, you guys were talking about everyone has a dog, and I have a dog too, and I love my dog. But uh, in the city, it's even worse people, with people picking it up. And the, my favorite thing is, do you ever see someone, like, their dog has, like, awful, just awful diarrhea all over the place? <laughs> yes. And then they put on the whole show of, like, yeah, I'm going to pick this up with, like, <laughs> a plastic bag. And then they just smear it all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, just walk away, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Just let nature take care of that. So that 
bothers me. Okay. All right. Greatest comic of all time. This is a tough one. I I actually was thinking like we should take a vote or something, but I don't know. Mm. I, I think my personal opinion is Richard Pryor is mm-hmm. the greatest. Uh, besides myself, I would say Richard. Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Dana Carvey ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Richard Pryor. I just think he's the best. You know. I mean, if you can still laugh at him, like, you know, 50 years later or something like that. When I was in seventh grade, I had uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious on a tape, and I memorized the whole 45-minute set or whatever. Loved it. And words and all. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sing along, but but, uh, I had never known Richard Pryor. And then I watched Richard Pryor, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he stole the whole... Oh, he got all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, the, mm-hmm. the influence. No, nah, yeah, it's true. And it's still really good. Like, you can go back and watch. Some comedy gets dated fast, you know, and not really his. So. Can I make a declarative statement about would, comedians? And uh, just give me your feedback I here. would love that, This yeah. is an extra credit question. We are only going <laughs> to ask five. But I... This is, write this down, because it's pretty profound. Bill Burr is the funniest comedian today, but Dave Chappelle is the most important comedian of our time. Um, of our time, I guess. Yeah, I like guess like so. modern time, like today, like like woke culture, all this stuff. This guy is just—he's still here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like yeah, what yeah, I said. Dave Chappelle <laughs> means. I mean, I love Dave Chappelle. He would, he would be right on that list too yeah. of, of guys, but. Uh, maybe I, I mean not to criticize the greats, but I I, I, I like I like comedy that just kind of like takes you out of uh, you know the stress of day to day life in mm-hmm. the modern times. And it, sometimes when a comedian gets too serious, I'm always like, this is like the this is like when they talk about like cancer or something sad during like an NFL football game. You're like, I just want to like get out of this right now, mm-hmm. you know? Escapism. So, yeah. So yeah. sometimes yeah. I don't like comedy that like ends with like, and that's why I'm <laughs> super smart and <laughs> like profound, you know? Mm-hmm. I like I like jokes, which is one of the things I like about Bird the best. But yeah. Yep. But cool. pff, yeah, so now I'm a dick who just shat on Dave Chappelle and <laughs> <laughs> the podcast and, and me for being so profound. Yeah, being so proud. But I, I do love him. I think there's some great comics right now who the funny thing about guys like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr is that they've been around for 30 years right. already. Yep. There's some great comics coming out now. Uh, Andrew Schultz mm-hmm. and Nate Bargatze is oh, absolutely yeah. insanely good. Mm-hmm. Like so I had to follow him one time in a comedy contest. Really? It was like, yeah, it was like. It was just a joke. Like he's it was totally like, killing it. Yeah, it was like going up after like Big Poppy, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's selling out like theaters and arenas. Yeah. I mean, and he's he never swears. Crazy. He's just no, the he's funniest he's guy totally of all clean. time. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people like that. I think right now who are sort of only in the comedy world, or people who watch a lot of comedy, and are yeah. not like household names. But there's a lot of good people coming up. Cool. I think I would agree. Well, well, I hate to break it to you, but I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. So we have to wrap this up. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up, hold up. Liz, you want to you want to close up the yeah, show? Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. This night really meant a lot to Rick and I, and we're really hoping to take our little passion project to the next level in 2023. So we would love your help. Um, if you guys liked what you heard tonight, or 
could fake it. Um, leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Upload your pictures to social media and tag at Small Town Scuttlebutt. You guys will be entered into a drawing to win a gift card, the winner of which will be announced when this episode airs next Tuesday. And on behalf of Rick and I, we want to thank the Zulo Gallery for hosting us for Smear Campaign and Will Noonan for your amazing performances. To all of our sponsors who help us keep the lights on, and most of all, to our scuttlebutt. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.